Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome to another service of Victorious Living in Christ. That's where we get victory is in Jesus Christ. You know, the scripture says, thanks be to God who always gives us the victory in Jesus Christ. And last week I began to talk about the prosperous soul and we're going to continue on tonight. Uh, remember I talked about the poor soul first and, and, and that's important and we'll go over review a few of those things. But the scripture I, I, I used is Third uh, John 2. And uh, the apostle John is writing, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I mean, you know it's important that your soul prospers because if your soul doesn't prosper, you will not uh, prosper in anything. I wrote this down. You will prosper and live in health as your soul prospers or you will struggle and be weak even as your soul is weak. So it's in real important. We're made up of a spirit, soul, body, but uh, soul is your mind, your will, your emotion. So it's important to have your soul lined up with the word of God walking in the things of God, if you want to walk in victory. And we all should want to walk in victory. You know, uh, it's so easy to get down in this world and, and, and the things that are going on in this world. But God says, I'll give you uh, victory. I'll give you uh, all that you need right in the midst of troubled times. Isn't that good news? And so last week I talked about the, uh, the things that it said about the, the, the uh, poor soul. How I many of you know, uh, we can have a poor soul. We can be born again on our way to heaven, but still be carnal and still be uh, soulish and still live in a way that it's not going to uh, prosper us in the way God wants us to prosper. I mean, you know, God wants us to prosper. He'll do abundantly above all we could even ask or think or pray. And he's asking us to agree with him, line up with him. But you know, there, uh, my dad, I, I mentioned this last week, uh, he would say something like, I remember growing up and he'd say, they got a poor soul. Well, they might've been financially well off or, or doing well uh, with their job or whatever, but they had a, a negative downbeat attitude that nothing, the class was always half empty rather than half full. And so, you know, that's what I was talking about last week. And I'm just going to review for a few moments about uh, what it was that we talked about constituting a poor soul. There may be other things, but these are the ones I'm using. And number one, it was having a lack of knowledge. Do you know if what you don't know, <laughs> the old saying, what you don't know can't hurt you. Yes, it can. It can actually uh, kill you if you don't know of something, you don't have knowledge of something. And in Hosea 4, 6, the Bible says, God says, my people. Now, who is he talking about? He's talking about the ones that are supposed to know him. And, and, and in our case, it'd be the ones that are born again now. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. And that word knowledge can be also brought out as revelation. How many of you know we can have a lot of knowledge, but not have revelation of him? not have an understanding of it. That's why uh, Paul wrote in, in Ephesians chapter one, I pray that you would, you would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of Christ. We need to know who he is. We need to have a relationship with him, amen? Amen. Having a lack, lack of knowledge, but it goes on to say, because you have, they have rejected knowledge. I mean, you know, you can reject knowledge. Uh, just, just going to church once in a while will not put you over in this life. 
<laughs> reading the scripture once in a while will not put you over in life unless you connect with him, begin to have revelation of who he is and begin to know the word. Amen. Amen. Secondly, it was talking about being controlled by the desires of the flesh. We live in a world that's based on the things of the flesh. What I want, what I need, what's it's all about me, you know. Uh, we can fall into that in the church if we're not careful. Uh, feed me, feed me, feed me, you know. Uh, that's what we want sometimes. Well, how about if we feed others? How about we give to others? You know, I've heard people say over the years that have come and gone out of church, well, I just wasn't getting fed. You know, most of us have had enough word in us that we could we could feed others for years. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like people that... Uh, always thinking about themselves, always thinking about what they have and, and, and fleshly things. Thirdly, I talked about being weak, indecisive, double-minded. James said a double-minded person or a double-minded man will not receive anything from God. So we have to, we have to not be double-minded. Uh, I said it last week, it's, uh, we used to talk about that being wishy-washy. Talking one way one time and talking another way another time. And we're not to be that way. Fourthly, I talked about fantasizing on negative things, feeling unable to control our thoughts. How many of you know we're, we're to control our thoughts? We're to bring them uh, into captivity under the, uh, the banner of Jesus Christ, everything. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And then refusing to change. You know, that's a big problem today. Well, I just want to be myself. I don't have to change. Yeah, if you're a Christian, you have to change because the, the Bible talks about this way of life is a life of change from glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen. And defending past behaviors and making excuses for ourselves. Uh, we shouldn't do that. We'll, we'll never get free of what and move into what God has for us until we get over ourselves and begin to ask God to show us the places where we can uh, grow and, and, and mature in, in him. And uh, I use that scripture, Proverbs 9, 7 through 9. Now in Colossians uh, 3, 1 and 2, uh, this one's talking about thinking about the things of God, but we're spending all our time on natural earthly things. It's so easy to get up, caught up in what we want today in the world earthly things what you know it could be your car you drive the house you live in the, the entertainment you do it, it, earthly things always talking about earthly things well we're not going to prosper very very well if we do that seventh uh, sec, uh allowing emotions to control our attitudes and behaviors wow that's a big one today emotions you know people a lot of people live in their in their emotions moment by moment and they can be going along all of a sudden and and anger rage up in them or or something happen it'll be like a, a, a flick of your wrist or the fingers and something will cause them to go off whatever and and their emotions will rise and fall you know some people even christians are up one day and down the next and one moment one moment to the next we're not to be that way we're to be on a level where we're maturing and going further with christ on a level plane and growing with him amen Amen. And then we talked about uh, uh, allowing fear and anger and bitterness and gossip. Gossip. <laughs> uh, or negative thinking to consume us. Well, fear, God hasn't given us that spirit of fear. We know who has, but he's given us a power, love, and a sound mind. That's what Paul told Timothy. And that's the way we're supposed to live uh, in, in that very thing. 
It says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we shouldn't fear. We used to say that was the false evidence that appears real. In other words, something that's coming at you is not real, and, and, but you're all worried about it and anxious about it. And, and fear involves torment. You know, some people are tormented today about everything, about the economy, about what the way the world's going, what... If you're not careful, you could fall into that. Each one of us can fall into that. But we're not to do that. Now, tonight, as we continue, I want to talk about the prosperous soul. How many of you know God wants us to prosper in all things? That's what John, uh, the revelator, wrote in, in uh, 3 John 2. So he wants us to prosper. So what do we do to prosper? Well, the number one thing is to be hungry to learn and to change. Wow. Uh, Matthew 5, 6. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. I'll have to get, get my trusty phone here, you know. You're, I hope you have an app on your phone, a Bible app, because you know when you have a Bible app on your phone, you can get all kinds of different translations, which is really, uh, really important to, to see different things. and bring It brings it into better perspective sometimes when you need want to know different things. But in the Amplified, in uh, what did I just say? <laughs> Matthew 5, 6, it says this. Blessed, joyful, nurtured by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who actively seek uh, right standing with God, for they will completely be satisfied. Amen. Isn't that good news? That's what he wants. He wants us to be hungry for the things of God. You know, it's so important today. It's so easy to lose your, uh, your appetite for God. You know, I, I know about people that as they've gotten older and stuff and go through some difficulties, maybe uh, physically, and they'll say, well, they're not eating much and they, they don't have a, 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 a appetite for anything. You know what I mean? Well, you can do that spiritually too. You can do that where, well, I'm, you know, I've, I'm not hungry for anything of God, but I'll tell you what, when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll continually want to be hungry. You'll continue to say, I haven't got enough. You know, the more you touch him, the more you uh, have relationship with him, the more you want of that. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like uh, somebody you want to be with. Say, uh, uh, you, say when you were younger, I don't know your age of watching this, but uh, when you're pursuing your wife or your husband or whatever, and you, you, could, you just wanted to be with them all the time. You know, should be that way as you get older too, but it isn't always that way. But we we should be that way with the things of God, with with His relationship with God. Amen. Hungering after Him, Lord, I'm hungry for more. You know, I'm hungry for the more of the Holy Spirit moving in my life. Amen. Amen. Secondly, over in in Psalm one, verse uh, chapter one, it says, "Having a mind that meditates God's word and follows its precepts." You know, it, it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to do something, you know. Sometimes it's easier to, uh, just to say, well, I know that, but to never follow up on it. And the, the scripture talks about obedience is better than sacrifice. In other words, we're, we should be obedient to what he's told us to do if we want to be prosperous, if we want to be successful in life. Now, I'll get over there in a second. It says in, in uh, Psalm 1, Blessed is the man or woman we're talking about here who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor sits, stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful. 
but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates when? Day and night. In other words, you're thinking about the things of God. Now, meditate in, in, in the Jewish tradition was to not only have it in your heart, but mutter it, speak it out. And, and that's the word of faith is that's what we do, believe in our heart and say with our mouth, right? That's how we got born again. But it goes on to say, meditates day and night. He shall be like, or they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever they do shall prosper. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? I'm telling you, this is where we need to be with the things of God. I'm going to jump over here and read this out of the Amplified too, because it's so important to hear, hear this. Uh, it says, blessed, now listen, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you seek him, it, you'll become favored by God. Is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. Boy, I'm telling you, that's an important thing today we live in because there's so much, many voices in the world today, so many uh, people that are trying to get your attention and draw you off of where you need to go and giving you false advice or false uh, stuff coming in your life and you don't want that. Nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of the scornful. That's the ridiculers, the ones that are ridiculing people today, especially Christians. I mean, we're catching it in a lot of different ways today. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, his precepts and teaching, he habitually meditates day and night. That becomes a habit, you know? It becomes a habit. You know, it takes some time to, become, uh, to, to establish a habit. You know, they said like 21 days or sometimes 40 days, you, you know, they talk about uh, diets and stuff and getting off certain kinds of food and getting on the right kinds of food and stuff. It takes some time, doesn't it? It takes time to change what you've been doing to get over to what you need to be doing. And it says that it meditates this day and night as a habit. And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and his sleep does not wither. And whatsoever he does prospers and comes to maturity. The wicked though, are, I'll read the rest of this, who live in disobedience to God's law are not so. They are like the chaff, worthless and without substance, which the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not, will not stand unpunished in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows and fully approves the way of the righteous. Wow, we've been made righteous because of Jesus Christ, but we gotta walk in that, amen? But the way of the wicked shall perish. So that's, that's talking about what we need to have our mind meditating on day and night. And over having a, a disciplined mind and, and that will agree with the spirit. How many of you know we need to agree with the spirit? Romans 8, 6, uh, we'll read that real quick. I hope you have your Bibles tonight. You're looking at your Bibles. Romans 8, 6 says, I will get over there. <laughs> My pages are sticking together. I must not have been in there for a while. <laughs> it's a different Bible, actually. Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death. Carnally minded, not being disciplined, but it goes on to say, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's the way we're supposed to be. That's the way we're supposed to live. That's constitute a prosperous soul. Amen? Amen. 
the next one, focusing on, uh, on godly thoughts and attitudes. Focusing on those godly thoughts. You know, uh, and I wrote down the scripture, Matthew 6, 33. Uh, you know that scripture, if you, uh, I'm sure you do. Uh, Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God, right? And his righteousness and all the things that you need will be, will be given unto you. Here it is. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things shall be added to you. So you're seeking first the kingdom of God. You're focusing on godly thoughts and attitudes. Amen? It, you know, Paul said, be imitators of Christ. Uh, follow me as I follow Christ. Be, you know, that's why we need to run with people who are full of faith and full of uh, godliness in Jesus' name. We don't need to run with the world. Because the world's got some real problems today. Uh, going on, confessing your faults openly and seeking change. That's over in James 5, 16. You've, you've heard these scriptures before. Uh, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails what? Much. Avails much. You want your prayers answered? You want to be prosperous in your prayers? Get rid of your faults. Get, confess them to one another. Now, I'm not telling you to do that to everybody. Find somebody you can have uh, confidence in and you know that they're not going to go around telling. You don't have to tell everybody, but you should have somebody that helps you stay accountable uh, to, to the things of God. Amen? Amen. Uh, having a mind that is set on things that heaven and God are involved with. Wow. Are you involved with what God wants to do today? Are you involved with his, the gospel? Are you involved uh, supporting the gospel? Are you involved in your church? Are you involved in, in missions and, and, and getting the word of the gospel out? You know, you can do that individually, but you corporately, it's really something. Are you contributing to the finances and the, and the needs and the material needs of, of those that are doing that work? That's important. That's really important. Over in Colossians, we read part of this earlier, uh, last week I'm talking about that Colossians chapter 3 if you were raised with Christ and I pray that you are tonight raised with Christ seek those things which where are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of, of God set your mind this is called set your mind you got to set your mind you got to sometimes I always say I have to slap myself a little bit and say straighten up here think about what you're thinking about right Set your mind on things above, not on things of earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, when you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death all these things, members that are, are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness. It goes on to say passions, evil, uh, evil uh, desires, and all these things. And it goes on down to say, in which you were, you were yourself once walked when you lived in them. We're no longer like that anymore. We're not to live for those things anymore. Amen. But now yourselves are to put off all anger and wrath and malice. I'm just quickly reading through some of these filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie one to another since you have put off the old man or old person with his deeds and have put on the new person which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created, who created him. Listen, my friends, this is a time to, to, to be focusing on the right thing, having a right mind, 
the right attitude, not a carnal mind, a spiritually minded person will be able to walk in the power of God and in the prosperity that God has provided. And it involves doing something. It can't just be sitting back doing nothing. Now, the next one, having control over our feelings and emotions. How many of you know we're a new creature in Christ Jesus? Old things have passed away, behold, all things are new. That's, that's true, but we have to do something. We have to renew our mind, begin to not be conformed to the way the world is, controlling our feelings and emotions. Well, I'm telling you, that's another one. It's so easy to get to get off track if we're not controlling our feelings and emotions. And you know, we're made up of our mind, our will, our emotions. We can control our emotions by our will. We will to do something. You ever will to do something? If you truly will to do something, you get something done, right? So that's what we should do. Uh, the last one, uh, as we're reading here, having a pure, positive, happy attitude towards life. Wow. That's important. I'm going to read Philippians 4. Uh, Paul's writing uh, in here. He's talking about having how to have peace. And uh, in Philippians chapter 4, I'll find it here in a second. It's a, it's a really important passage of scripture here. But uh, how do you control what you, what you think? Having a positive mind. It's so important today. Well, you can't really have a positive mind on the things of the world. You have to have truth. Truth. So and he says in Philippians chapter 4, let's just read Philippians 4, 4 on down. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. If you want to be prosperous, one of the things you can do is rejoice in the Lord. You'll, you'll have the, the peace of God. You'll have a pure positive attitude when you begin to think that way. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but if everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, this next verse is what I want you to hear. If you're going to have a, a prosperous, uh, positive attitude about life and what, what God's doing in your life, here's what it says. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are, are noble, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. That's how you keep your minds clear of all the clutter out there today. And you got to be thinking on the right things. And Paul tells you exactly how to do it right now. If you want to have, like I said, a positive, happy attitude towards life, you're going to have to put something in that's going to cause you to have that kind of feelings and kind of attitude towards them. In Jesus' name, amen? Now, uh, as I continue here and just about to close here, uh, another couple of verses I was thinking about uh, earlier as I was looking up some of these scriptures is, is 2 Timothy 3.16. This, this is how we control some things in our life. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, which is just profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the person of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for any, any, every good work, not any good work, every good work. Amen. So we need to know the scriptures. Now in 2 Timothy 2.15, it says this, if you want to be prosperous in the things of God, if you want to walk in victory, here's what it says, study 
or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You got to have the truth, my friends. Over in John 8, 31 and 32, he said, if you can, Jesus said this, the master said this, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples or my disciplined ones, and you shall know the truth and you shall, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. That's important. We got to know the truth. If you continue in his word, if you want to be victorious, if you want to live victorious living, if you want to be prosperous in life, you want to have a prosperous soul, you got to do certain things. It doesn't fall on you like apples out of a tree. Salvation was free, but Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You got to do something. You got to be ready to do what he calls you to do. Now, the last scripture again was 3 John 2. Here's, here's, God's, here's God's desire for each one of us. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, everything, everything you do. Can you imagine being a, well, you can't be prosperous in everything. Oh yeah, you can. You can prosper in all things and be in health just as your, what? Soul prospers. We're talking about the poor soul and the prosperous soul. Go back and re review some of these. Maybe listen to last week's again. So you'll know the thing. Am I thinking according to what God would have me to think? Am I doing what he would have me to do? Or am I just kind of floating through life? He wants you to be prosperous. You need to say that with me right now. He wants me to be prosperous in all things. Amen. Amen. So make sure you get lined up with this because we want to live in victory. Thanks be to God who always gives us victory in Christ Jesus. Let's just go ahead and pray tonight. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your commitment to us that if we'll draw near to you, you'll draw near to us. If we'll get in your word, you'll begin to reveal truth to us. If we, if we pray in the spirit, if we magnify you, we'll begin to draw close to you and become, uh, the revelation will become greater and greater of who you are. If we stay hungry and thirsty for the things of God, you shall deliver us. You shall uh, fill us with all righteousness. And we just give you praise today for who, who you are and, and who we are in Christ. And we thank you so much. I thank you for every person listening tonight that we'll all begin to draw closer to you in Jesus' name and see the prosperous life come to reality in each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.